It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast that gives you all the insight, opinion, and insider information you can't find anywhere else when it comes to the BYU Cougars. Thanks again for joining me. It's a brand new year, January 2nd, 2019. It is a cold day in Utah to start off the new year, but we are going to have some fun today. New Year's resolutions for the BYU Athletic Department, football, basketball, Basketball, even up into the athletic director's office. You guys have weighed in on Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Please follow us there if you don't mind. Gonna be a fun year coming up. We got a lot of big goals and plans and ideas ahead for this podcast. But we're gonna start it off with your thoughts and my thoughts on what BYU needs to do here in the new year. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV. We'll tell you what they're offering here in a little bit as well. All right, without further ado, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars. January 2nd, 2019 edition. Let's kick it off right now. Alright, new year. 2019 is here. Happy New Year to each and every one of you who listen to this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for joining me. We are a daily podcast focused on the Cougars and couldn't be more excited to be entering our second year of existence as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Alright, New Year's resolutions of course are very popular this time of year. If any of you guys go to the gym regularly, you've probably noticed a massive uptick in people showing up to the gym for those New Year's resolutions. It makes a little bit of a headache when you're at the gym for that month of January and sometimes into February with extra bodies using the equipment that usually have free reign over but you deal with it and of course these are people that are trying to get back into a healthier kick and I don't begrudge those people one bit but they bring the uh, analogy full circle today's show on locked on cougars are talking about the new year's resolutions and what byu football and basketball as well as even the byu athletic department and whole needs to do i asked for your guys's um, submissions on twitter at locked on cougars and you guys responded we're going to get to my thoughts here first off talk about the new year's resolutions that i have for the cougars i'd like to see them do we'll get to your reaction in the second segment of the show and of course we'll wrap it up with quick hits in the final segment so kicking things off right now at BYU football it's been a thought I've had on the podcast in the past after the news was kind of revealed that Kalani Satake was entering the final year of his deal and uh, Dick Harmon did a great job detailing kind of my thoughts on the matter and I'll use some of his thoughts to establish what I'm talking about here but if BYU is serious about Kalani Satake being the head coach of the BYU football program. Now, like right now, is the time to get an extension done for him as he is set to enter the final year of his deal this year in 2019 that he originally signed when he came over to the Cougars. 
It would do a lot in terms of BYU with recruiting coaches that go into a final year of a deal and don't have that so-called safety net underneath them. It works against teams in recruiting because a team that's recruiting against you is going to come and say, son, look at this. That coach, he could be, he's got only one year left on his deal. He might be gone after your freshman year. Come where we have more um, continuity. We're going to be here long term. We're going to be here for the entirety of your collegiate stay. And while that may or may not be true because college coaches are bound to say stuff that they ultimately probably won't live up to, especially when they have an opportunity to get a higher paying or more prestigious job. But it works against coaches when you have a team like BYU that has a coach entering the final year of his deal. So um, as Dick Harmon's headline in the Deseret News uh, said earlier this week, says, Dick Harmon, has Kalani Sitake done enough for a contract extension? If so, the time is now. And I'm with Dick Harmon. If you're going to extend him, if you think he is going to be your answer at head coach going forward, and he should be, in my opinion, get the deal done now because you don't want him to come into September when fall camp rolls around and be dealing with questions all the time about his status and those will keep popping up throughout the season if it deal is not done and I, I get that there's probably some of you saying well in a business sense Jake BYU could be thinking about it it could be a prove me season if BYU makes it to a bowl game again or they get to an eight win season or they they exceed expectations I guess is the easiest way to say it then it's easy to do a new deal you reward him with a new shiny contract and they're off and rolling but also you say well if they don't make a bowl game and BYU decides yeah this isn't the guy then it's easy you're you just part ways at the end of the year and no harm no foul there's no buyouts there's none of the red tape there's no legal issues and you call it a call it a day I'm telling you right now that doing that is going to hurt BYU more in the long run than it's going to help if that's what they're thinking. And I sure hope that they're not thinking that because if you do that, BYU already has a small enough coaching candidate pool as it is. And if you decide to make that pool um, wary of a job in Provo because of the fact that Kalani Sitake got a four-year deal uh, to start his career at BYU and had to play out through the entire thing with no safety net underneath him in that final year of his contract, it's not going to bode well if you were to look for a new coach. Let's say you go look at a guy like Jay Hill up at Weber State. You're going to have to say to him, well, no, you're different. We're going we're gonna to make sure that you're taken care of, but he's going to look at it and say, well, how am I different? If I don't have the results you guys expect, you guys will just pull the rug right out from underneath me. You won't give me that extension that allows me to have the ability to go out and recruit and tell young men that I'm going to be around long term. So to make a long story short, BYU needs to get a deal done with Kalani Satake if they're serious about him being the long-term answer. And if, if they're not serious about him being the long-term answer, my opinion is you fire him right now and go find a new coach. That's a hot take. I, I get that's a really hot take. But in terms of what BYU, if they're thinking this way, and I think that they're probably thinking opposite, I'm assuming I would hope that they're working on the early parts of a contract extension, if not pretty well engrossed in uh, negotiations back and forth between the BYU athletic department and his agent. But if they're going to move on from Kalani Sitake, now's the time to jump ship. Because at the end of the season next year, 
it's going to be tougher for to get a guy to come in and lock him in because he's going to look at it and say, "So you're going to make me play out the string on my confidence, um, on my con, on my contract, and allow my confidence to waver about you guys when it comes time for me to look at an extension." It's a tough negotiating tactic, and it hasn't played well with some other local teams. Some of you are probably familiar with Real Salt Lake. Jason Kreis was a coach that led RSL to heights they haven't reached since. Of course, winning the MLS Cup in 2009, returning to MLS Cup, and losing on penalty kicks in 2013. Well, he was forced to play out his contract for an owner in Deloitte Hansen, and he decided, well, guess what? You want, you, you're going to make me play out the string here? Well, I'm gone and he has since moved on to New York City FC and and Orlando City, uh, two of the other MLS franchises in the Eastern Conference and he's currently out of coaching as a result result of his um, poor results with those other two teams but it's just a bad deal all around it doesn't make anybody happy it causes all kinds of consternation and if BYU's serious like Dick Harmon notes about Kalani Sitake being the right guy for this job Get the deal done now. I would encourage you guys, go to thedeseretnews.com. I will link this story in the show notes. You can go read it. It is going to be tough for BYU to attract candidates to an already tough job if they're just going to pull the rug out from underneath a guy like Kalani Satake, who has been nothing but loyal to his alma mater. So here's the thing. If BYU's thinking we're going to play hardball with Kalani Satake, well, now's the time to jump ship. And that's, I know that's a hot take, and but it's, it's the truth because BYU is going to find themselves in a world of hurt if they force Kalani Satake to say, well, you're coaching for your job next year. Go prove us wrong. That's not the way to go about it. It's going to hurt them on the recruiting trail just when it seems like BYU might be building some momentum on the recruiting trail. It's going to force every coach on that staff to be in fear of losing their job next year, the, what that provides for their families. Get the deal done, BYU, if you're serious about this. If not, cut bait and get out. All right. Um, I know I spent a lot of time there on some of the New Year's resolutions, for just in one in particular for Kalani Satake. But there's some other ones we'll get to. I know some of you guys echoed some of my thoughts that I had in terms of your responses, and we'll get to those next. We'll talk about them, discuss them a little bit. But like I said, if BYU's serious about Kalani Satake, get the deal done now. All right, we will step aside, come back, talk a little bit about your resolutions, New Year's resolutions for BYU football, basketball, and whatever else you guys have weighed in on. We got some great thoughts from you, and thank you for sending those into Locked On Cougars. You can continue to do so on Twitter at Locked On Cougars or at my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. Before we go, though, I do need to tell you about today's sponsor on the show, and that is our good friends at Sling TV. Sling TV is an over the top cord cutting service that gets you all the television channels channels you need but with no contracts it's a fantastic option if you're missing some of the college or pro sports that you'd rather watch for just $30 a month you get ESPN Pac-12 Networks SEC Network and more you can stream it all on your big screen or take it with you on your mobile devices via their their not, they've got a great app plain and simple it's a great app you can take it with you on your tablet or phone Sling TV's motto is it gives you the live TV you love only better there are no useless channels with Sling TV you pick the lineup you want, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Locked on Cougars listeners, you can get a seven-day free trial to see if Sling TV is the right option for you by going to sling.com slash locked on. Seven days free to see if the service is the right option for your television needs. Once again, go to sling.com slash locked on. 
That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Sling TV, guys, give it a try. Sling.com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. are locked on cougars we are your daily source for all things byu news notes and insider information like we note all the time that you can't find anywhere else all in a nice tidy package 30 minutes or less every day uh, and the best part about it is modern technology makes it easier and easier to get this great content all you got to do is tell your phone hey siri or whatever type of phone you got tell your personal assistant on your phone play podcast locked on cougars you can do the same thing with your smart speakers and say hey play that podcast Locked on Cougars, and you can find us there. Thanks for your continued support of the podcast. Please continue to share it with your family and friends. I uh, got goals to make this podcast one of the best, if not the best, BYU podcast out there by the end of this year. So your guys' help would be greatly appreciated. Please continue to subscribe, rate, and review, especially if you're new to the podcast. It helps us out more than you guys know. And I know it's a simple request, and I will continue to reiterate it, but thanks in advance for you doing that. All right, now let's get to some of your guys' thoughts on New Year's resolutions. Some of you weighed in on Twitter over the weekend or in early this week. So we'll get to some of these thoughts. Uh, one of them, David Hatch, had some great thoughts. So we're going to start off with uh, some of David's thoughts while also mixing some of your guys' thoughts as well. We'll start off with a football thought from David Hatch, and he's at BYU Singer 84 He's got a great last name. I know it's the same last name as myself. I don't know how closely related David and I are, but all hatches are related at some level, so we'll call him my cousin. David starts off here, says, football, build real depth at all positions so there isn't such a drop-off from first string to second string. Okay, I know that's the goal for every program in college football, and it all goes back to recruiting. And the teams that are in the college football playoff, notably Alabama and Clemson, I think are the two teams that legitimately have accomplished this, David. They have their second string and even into the third string would likely be starters at many P5 and almost all G5 schools if they were to go to these other places. But they're biding their time with a program that they feel like is going to get them to the NFL, give them an opportunity to showcase their talent. BYU is going to be like no any other program when it comes to that. The tough part is, is ultimately coming through on it and hitting on recruits. I know that BYU has done a good job at identifying talent early, and I think that they're on the right track. It's just a matter of making sure that these guys pan out. You don't have attrition like it's affected the BYU basketball program in particular because I think their identification and attrition rates have really affected the basketball program in that regard. Football, you can absorb that a little bit better with with 85 scholarships versus 15, but it is still something to keep keep an eye on. It also says a basketball thought here. Hire a defensive specialist coach. BYU may not have the top talent, may not have the talent top to bottom, excuse me, but everyone can play defense if they really want to. 
okay, David. I'm with you in that thought, and I feel like BYU lost the guys that have have been their defensive specialists when they've gone on to be head coaches. I'm speaking of Dave Rice, who is now an assistant, I believe, at Cal. He might have moved up to Washington now, actually. He's in the Pac-12, but he was a, he moved on from BYU to be a head coach. And also last year, Heath Schroyer, he moved on to be the head coach of McNeese State this year. I know that their reps were both offensive guys, but they also played that role of essentially defensive coordinator, the play caller for BYU basketball. And I feel like BYU's defense has been better when those two men were in control. Now, I don't know that uh, the, the coaching staff as currently constituted doesn't have a guy that can do that I know that they are trying their best it's plain and simple they're not going out there trying to lose games but I'm with you in the fact that I think BYU Dave Rose in particular could go find maybe another assistant coach who's got more of a defensive rep could help some of BYU's defensive issues but the biggest thing for BYU right now is stop guys from penetrating when they have the ball and it'll be tough they're facing Pacific tomorrow a team that likes to get into the lane and cause havoc and it's going to be incumbent upon BYU to make sure that they are they're able to stop the ball the ball. They plain and simply got to do that. Um, all right, let's get to some other thoughts. We'll come back to some of David's stuff here. Jess Haddo at Jess is Key says, better basketball recruiting. Jess, there was a great piece by Jay Drew in the Salt Lake Tribune, I think late last week or early this week, talking about it. BYU's got a number of guys who are top 100 or 200 uh class recruits. We're talking like the top of the top. I know those recruiting rankings, they usually rank about 300 kids and they're expected to be the players that can make an impact. And BYU's got a number of them, a lot of four-star prospects in the last few years, and they haven't panned out. I mentioned earlier that attrition rates have really hurt BYU. I think their talent identification has also hurt them in terms of guys transferring or being encouraged to move on after not working out in Provo. And it's hurt Dave Rose's program more than I think most people know. So, yeah, better basketball recruiting is a great idea, but I think they're recruiting at a decent level. Level, just the recruits haven't panned out at this point. And that could point back to coaching as, as Jay Drew points out in his article. You guys can go check that out at sltrib.com. Uh, Spencer at Wilson11Spencer says, I want to see a different scheme for BYU basketball, something like the Jazz run on offense with the blender. Of course, BYU uh, has got kind of that more of a run and gun style. The Jazz use a team is everything. It's the hashtag they use on Twitter. Everybody contributes. We shoot threes at a high level, but we're moving the ball. And I, th- I like that idea. He says they don't. So continue with Spencer's thought here. He says they don't have the talent around everyone to compete. They need to get creative. I think he meant to say when they don't have the talent around everyone to compete, they need to get creative. And I'm with you. I think it'd be a good idea. Um, I know that Dave Rose and his staff have spent time with the Utah Jazz, Quinn Snyder and his coaching staff in particular over the years. But maybe they could go up there and learn a little bit more this offseason and see if there's something they could implement for their team there. And it'll be interesting. I'm not sure that it ultimately would pay off this year, but could be something to look forward to in the future. Uh, a couple other thoughts for you here. Let's go back to one from David Hatch here. He says, for the athletic athletic department, he says, keep doing everything to get BYU into a P5 when the opportunity presents itself. Continue to build great schedules like this one in 2019. I'm with you, David. they got to continue to chase a P5 inclusion, get into a Power 5 conference. I've said it before, though, it's not happening at any time before 24, 
2024, 2025. That's when the real large scale in terms of the media contracts for the various conferences come up for bid. And that's when BYU's got to hope that they can hop in at that point. I'm of the opinion that BYU is a Power 5 program. They have they play at that level. They act like they're at that level. Now the question is, can they ultimately become that in name, if that makes sense? They need to get that Power 5 label officially by being a member of one of those conferences. And I know there are BYU fans out there who say that, well, we should stay independent. See, Notre Dame, they were able to make the college football playoff as an independent. Notre Dame's on a different playing field, people. I would not be hitching my wagon to what Notre Dame Dame is doing. Another thought continuing here with David Hatch, he says give Kalani more money so he can acquire and retain top end coaching talent and make BYU a destination school for coaches. It's a great thought, but BYU, I think they're forever going to be not necessarily bottom of the barrel, but lower half of the FBS ranks in terms of paying coaches. Houston reportedly going to pay $20 million to lure Dana Holgerson to coach those Cougars down there in Houston. I'm sorry, but if BYU is going to um, have to compete with Houston paying $20 million to their head coach... Uh, man, maybe BYU gets out of the FBS um, football ranks before longer, sooner, I guess, sorry, sooner rather than later because that's a lot of money to put in and I'm not sure that BYU is totally okay um, with investing that much money. It'd be great, don't get me wrong. Me speaking selfishly, I'd love to see them put that money into the program. I just don't see it happen and I don't think it's a priority for the athletic department and the school leadership. Alright, Right, and then one final thought here we'll get to Chris Murphy at C Murphy Pro. He says, one, beat Utah in football. That'd be a good thing. Eight years in a row is no fun. Two, take advantage of everything Zach Wilson can do for the program. I can tell you they're going to do that, Chris. And then three, for BYU fans, understand where BYU fits in the college football world. Well, I think that one's up for debate, Chris. I think a lot of BYU fans believe BYU is still an upper echelon college football program. Others would say, okay, I understand we're not top of the top. And I would, myself, I think BYU is more of a middle-of-the-pack FBS program. But as I just mentioned, if these higher-end G5 teams, speaking of a Houston, are going to spend $20 million hiring coaches, man, It makes me wonder what the future for BYU holds. If the athletic department, the school administration, the church administration up here in Salt Lake City, I'm sitting probably, I'd say, half a mile away from the church administration building here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, maybe a mile. That's a lot of money to invest, and they're going to have to put up or shut up if they're going to stay at this level, if, if what Houston is doing becomes the norm. All right, a uh, little bit longer segment there, but thanks, thank you for sticking with me. I love your guys' interactions. Please reach out anytime at Locked On Cougars or at Jacob C. Hatch. We're also going to get our Instagram feed up and running this year. Going to do some more things with that. So follow us at Locked On Cougars there. You also can go on Facebook and follow us at Locked On Cougars on Facebook as well. Fun year ahead, and there's a lot to be excited for, but also things to be worked on for BYU. And let me know what your thoughts are on those various social media channels. We'd love to hear from you. All right, we will take a break here. We'll come back, wrap up today's show with quick hits. That's coming up next right here on Locked On Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. 
Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to Locked on Cougars. As we close out today's show, we're going to do it with quick hits like we normally do here on this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, quick hits is essentially the final segment of the show. We touch on the other topics of the day that I haven't had a chance to touch on, mainly other sports for BYU, what their schedule is and the results, etc. We'll start off with BYU women's basketball. Shaylee Gonzalez had a double-double with 19 points and 10 rebounds as BYU beat San Francisco 67 to 59 in their conference game on Monday. BYU is now 10 and 3 on the year, 2 and 0 in West Coast Conference play. Off to a great start. As you heard me mention on Monday's show, there might be a media member, media member, and I'm not included in this, but another media member might owe another fellow media member that covers the Cougars lunch because it looks like BYU is going to accomplish the over/under. I believe it was a set at 12 games this year for the women's basketball team, and they're already at 10. Uh, BYU will be back in action. Tomorrow they'll be at home finally taking on Pepperdine. 7 o'clock Mountain Time in the Marriott Center. You can catch that game on BYU TV. If you don't decide to go out and watch, you can get tickets at BYUtickets.com. In terms of the other schedules this week is the men's and women's swimming and diving teams are in Mission Viejo, California for their annual training camp. Hey, with how cold it was this morning when I got to work in the single digits, I would take that. So best of luck to the men's and women's swimming and diving team as they teams as they get ready for their upcoming season. They are in they're gonna be in that training camp today through Saturday there in Mission Viejo. Best of luck to them. Uh, the rest of the schedule this week, BYU basketball, men's basketball in action tomorrow night as well. They'll be facing Pacific in Stockton, California at 9 o'clock Mountain Time. Game's going to be televised on ESPNU, so you can check it out there. All right, and then one final note for you, and it's kind of a programming note. We're hoping to have the writer of this column or this feature on the podcast, Brian Hamilton from The Athletic, The Fieldhouse. Uh, It's a subscription site. Most of you probably have heard of it, and I subscribe to it. He did an incredible feature on Yoli Childs, BYU you star big man his marriage earlier this year and what he's kind of had to balance with marriage school his wife getting injured early on she plays volleyball at uh, UVU it was just a great overall column by Brian uh, Hamilton we're hoping to have him on the podcast uh, tomorrow if we can work it out but he does an incredible job profiling what Yoli Childs has done to kind of round out his game as he chases his NBA dreams Great piece. Go check it out on The Athletic. I'm not going to spoil too much of it, but he does a great job profiling all the stuff that's gone into Yoli Child's past year, roughly, at BYU as he chases his professional aspirations and also balances uh, family life, being married, and everything else. All right, so check that out. I'll link that in the show notes as well, but that is kind of my final thought for today, but is a tip of the cap to Brian Hamilton. I thought it was a very well-done feature and a good expose. I'm not... Okay, expose is probably the wrong thing to say. Just a great highlight for BYU basketball 
in light of them sitting at 8-7 and seven on the season. I know they've played some tough opponents this year, don't get me wrong, but it's a little bit disappointing to see where they're at. Alright, that is the show for today. Thanks again for joining me. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at LockedOnCougars, Instagram, Facebook, all under the name LockedOnCougars. Check it out there. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We've been brought to you today by our good friends at Sling TV. Get a 7-day free trial to check out their TV service by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. Thanks again for joining me. We'll be back tomorrow. More on BYU basketball as a kickoff West Coast Conference play and hopefully Brian Hamilton on the podcast as well. This has been Locked On Cougars for January 2nd, 2019. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.